Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special. Thanks for tuning in. I have a really great episode lined up for you. One of the biggest art names in Savannah, Jose Ray, is my guest. I brought him in to speak about his latest exhibition, Organic Ephemera, that is on view now over at Grand Bohemian Gallery here in Savannah at the mansion on Forsyth at 700 Drayton Street. Jose is somebody who I've had on the radio show many times and had a chance to write about him on several occasions as well, and he's one of my favorite artists in town. He's been working on a series of floral pieces over the past four years or so, and his latest work is taking that in the furthest direction it has gone thus far and really happy to talk to Jose about it. We really need people in Savannah who kind of take it to that next level, that next level of notoriety. And Jose is doing that with his work over at Grand Bohemian Gallery. So I know you're going to enjoy hearing from Jose. It's a nice long interview as well. And he shares lots and lots of insight and wisdom, not only about his show and his process and everything that he's up to, but also his background as an artist, talking a bit to young artists and a little bit about his philosophy. We get into some details there that I think are really, really interesting that I know you too are going to enjoy. Wanted to mention, as always, you can catch the past episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air column right here at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Last week, I had the pleasure of writing a story about artists in the Parkside neighborhood where I live, and I talked about three specific artists in that article. And before that, I spoke with Shelly Smith about her Saints and Sinners series that she did for Hospice Savannah. So it's a really great couple of recent articles there that you can find. Again, savannahnow.com in the entertainment section for all of that. Let's get into this week's interview. Again, Jose Ray talking about Organic Ephemera, his latest exhibition at Grand Bohemian Gallery at the Mansion on Forsyth. I know you're going to love it. Enjoy. Rob Hessler here with Art on the Air, and I am speaking with an artist who I know that all of you are very familiar with, Jose Ray. Jose, it's great to talk with you again. And today we're going to be talking about Organic Ephemera, your newest exhibition over at Grand Bohemian Gallery. And I want to actually... I want to, we're going to take a step back to the beginnings of this project, but before we do that, just kind of give us the details about the new exhibition. Let's start right there. By the time this is airing, the reception will have already taken place, but the exhibition goes on through Saturday, October 30th. So plenty of time for people to see it, but give us the deal. This is a continuation of these floral pieces you've been doing. What's similar? What's different? What's the show all about? Yes. Yeah, so thank you for that very kind introduction. Much love, Rob Hessler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is a continuation of a mixed media process I've been doing with these uh, floral and organic elements as the as the focus. And but I'm, I'm taking it a step further by bringing in some collage and more more layering with the resin pours that I've been doing. That has been a big long learning curve with this resin and. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm starting to, I'm getting more comfortable with it and kind of figure out how to play with it here and there and what works and 
what doesn't as well. So I'm doing that. And I'm also like, as I do layering, I'm learning to try to bring a more atmospheric perspective. That's something I'm really trying overall visually, not so much if we're not talking about the mediums, but like visually, like in as an artistic design element, what I'm trying to do is provide some of that, you know, hazy background stuff. And I'll do that with with gesso or some of this absorbent ground that makes uh, watercolor texture. So I'll, I'll put some, I'll put some uh, imagery down, you know, draw some elements and then I'll, I'll like take like a squeegee or a palette knife and I'll scrape gesso and, and ground over the top of it, sometimes with color added to just to try to like diffuse things. So then the, the elements I end with up top, you get a lot of contrast between foreground and background elements. And sometimes even like having the foreground elements blurred out and a sharper resolution in the background. And cause that's something I always saw in the original pieces. Cause you, you mentioned, we're going to go back you know, that they're, they're more like right up on front. And I would right. do, I would play with the atmosphere a little bit by making larger elements and smaller elements. And sometimes the, the, the loose watercolor in the background would it imply background. Right, like a little bit more detail up front. I re yeah, yeah, from those early works. But it, but it still it still felt, I think because the color was all kind of the same overall, like the same kind of mm -hmm. color saturation, that even though with the scale elements and the detail, it was there, there were some other factors I wanted to bring in that I've been seeing the whole time. Uh, and now I'm, I'm finally like, discovering these new media and how to use them i'm trying to apply that a little more but by saying that everyone's different sometimes i'm just like nope i'm gonna do something totally different than that but overall <laughs> i think i'm trying to explore that well that's awesome you know and i i um i i kind of want to uh, this is this is really bringing in something that i really wanted to talk to you about as well and we will go back into sort of the origins of this but like you've been working on this series now for a number of years and I yeah. was kind of thinking and I, and I kind of hear it in your voice and like describing, like figuring out new, new, different nuances and like different ways to play with it. Cause I was going to ask you like, what keeps your interest in sticking with this floral series? Because, you know, there is similarity of elements and, and, you know, you're kind of, you've done all kinds of crazy art. Like in your career, <laughs> yeah, like true. you've done all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And so, like I've seen your work go from pretty realistic, you know, like even you know portraiture and stuff like that to, um, you know, I'm kind of thinking of the, um, you know, some of the pieces that you did for Stuart Dorman on yeah. his building, um, you know, to to you know really abstract weird kind of stuff that's you know almost like grotesque surrealism and yeah. you know all this and then like everything in between but you've really focused on this series now for uh -huh. a while and i'm kind of curious like is it those figuring out those little technical details in this like new ways to push it is that what's kind of keeping your interest there because you've been in this for a while uh-huh yeah well i uh i kind of need a focal prompt <laughs> and once I once I just because I was doing like you said it was like shotgunning out creative avenues just like because I, I kind of do want to do everything and it's also like I was you know for a long time trying to figure out how to be a successful creative like finding something that I could mm -hmm. you know, make a living doing so and I didn't have much of a safety net to fall back on so it was very much 
cool, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this. And everything I was excited about just because they were creative outlets. Right. And I still love a lot of those things and still appreciate doing them. But I do now, I'm glad that I've arrived at a series, a body of work, an idea that I can continue with, with this one like backbone of an idea and then branch out off of that. Because, I, I mean starting to understand myself a little better here in my, my early forties now. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I, I need that, you know, otherwise I, I kind of do want to be a jack of all trades. you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I need that one thing to focus on. And then I can play with varying that theme and how to build upon that theme. And I like the challenge of like the design challenge of, okay, I need to stay interested in this and be doing different things, but how do I make sure that I, I don't, you know. You're not blowing it up. Yeah, you're not just. Yeah, it was not the same thing anymore. So, so I, I really do, I like that challenge and I, and I realize I need that. And once I kind of discovered the, the interest in the floral elements, it was like, okay, like the, the crowd likes this. So I, I can stick with that, but then I can branch out. And this is something I talk about once in a while that I actually kind of like learned that concept from DJing where it's like, okay, y'all want to hear Beyonce and Justin Timberlake, you know, and, and, and I, I can play those things. I can find elements in there that I like. Sometimes I got to play some pop music I really don't like, but overall <laughs> I try not to do that. <laughs> like if I can find these elements I do like about them, and then I can say, okay, myself as an artist, I, I see a similarity between that and this, this Afrobeat music or this, this French electronic music that I really dig that most likely you, you may not have heard of yet. But if I can weave them in seamlessly, you were dancing to Beyonce being like, oh girl, this is my jam. And then all of a sudden you're like, this isn't Beyonce anymore, but I really dig this and I'm still dancing. So it's kind of that same idea, like pretty flowers, but then I can draw some of those grotesque elements you were talking about. Right. Like color and design and atmosphere and mark making. And, and really when it gets down to it, I just, I love drawing. Just the act of drawing is, mm -hmm. is something I really, really enjoy. So it's nice to have those elements to focus on like, okay, this is what I'm gonna draw. And now I can just draw. For the sake of drawing you know i kind of want to talk about i want to pull something out of what you just said that is really philosophically interesting to me and i it's not necessarily about art but i think it's about something that hits on what you were just talking about and that's you were talking about how you can find something in well you're talking about music but you're finding something in the song that you love that you like yeah. And I almost feel like that's a like there's a life philosophy in that, which is like in life we can choose with whatever circumstances or whatever thing we see or whatever activity we're engaged in, we can choose to be like, oh, this thing sucks. I hate this. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do this. or we can say, There's some stuff here I don't like. There's no doubt about it. But then maybe there's something is there is something here that's kind of kind of cool i yeah. think of it like like i don't really like mowing the lawn <laughs> but i do love the smell of fresh cut grass yes. right and so yeah. like 
like you know i'll be like mowing and like you know i don't want to do this but then i'm like smells good right so you know what i'm saying like and in life there's all those kind of things where we can like see like a moment where we where we like we have the the choice as humans to like decide to either focus on the thing that we can enjoy or to focus on the misery of like or maybe you don't want to play some of this pop music that you don't like, but if you find that little thing and then you get something out of it, like you, yeah. it makes something, it, it adds to who you are. And I love that description of like, cause you're kind of describing the sort of stereotypical, I don't know, maybe even like a woo girl from, you know, who's coming into town for a, uh, for a bachelorette party. Yeah. Suddenly dancing the music that they never would have danced to before and i think that's kind of cool to apply that to artistic you know to to art where you're getting people to pay attention to something like the grotesque stuff that maybe they wouldn't have even paid attention Mm -hmm. to because they're not into it but you're like kind of almost tricking them into like yeah like getting into that stuff you're you're absolutely right yeah you're kind of like baiting them along and you know getting them to new ground and as a creative that's i really like doing that and and well as a I should say as a more mature creative before it was all like, <laughs> ah, why don't y'all like good stuff? You know, <laughs> I was younger, but, uh, <laughs> but, you, but you, you're a good listener, Rob, uh, bring up that point. <laughs> I have been doing a, a lot more self-reflection lately. And that's, and, you know, thinking about these concepts and philosophies and that has been a direct result of working so hard at so many things for so many years just to get up, get a toe up, <laughs> like, and then, then maybe a leg up just a little bit now to where I can, I actually have some time to reflect on the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Before I would just like, projects done, boom, like immediately to the next one, just keep going and, and working at the same time. And there was, there was no time to appreciate what I was doing and, you know, and appreciate what others are doing also. Mm-hmm. In, in a in a way that I wanted to do, but didn't have the, t- or at least I convinced myself I didn't have the time to do. And now I, I can see kind of where I'm at, and I can take some time to reflect and appreciate the things that I've done. And when you do that, you kind of realize, like working with mixed media, you like, okay, this these are the properties of the colored pencil. These are the properties of the marker. These are the properties of the ink and the watercolor. And you can appreciate them. You can be like, okay, they're better at this than that. And this, so this is how I'm going to use them together. And, I, and I'm doing that with myself. I'm like, okay, yeah, you kind of screwed up there, but there's lessons to be learned. And, and the same, and what you're talking about with the pop music or, or pop art or pop, whatever, whatever's going on, look for the positive in there and try to make connections with people. Right. As opposed to being like, y'all are foolish out there with that, that business and, and then you just try, try to bring things together because I, I don't, I'm mean, talking about that self-reflection and, you know, thinking about social structures and things. And I, and I just see a lot of stuff happening and I, I just get frustrated. I'm like, man, like the way we're being toyed with is just, it, it makes me want to scream, but I'm like, that's not going to do any good. You're screaming into the vortex. So I'm like, okay, what can I, even if it's just, like a pinprick or just like a drop, like if I can keep that trickle going, maybe somebody here will, will, he, will get a, just 
okay, maybe I should, maybe uh, think a little bit different about that now. And maybe it'll be a five years down the road, but, and that's a stretch from what I'm doing my paintings that people are just like, oh, you're just drawing flowers. Mm -hmm. but, but you know, that's, I mean. Well, look, I want to pull this. Yeah, let me, let me read this quote here because it's from your um, press release. And I, I think it kind of relates. You said, quote, just like the fragile spring bloom with its limited debut, the individual plays a short role upon the world stage, Ray explained, but we are part of the larger picture, whether we choose to acknowledge it or not. Through this exhibit, I hope to encourage people to be present and to remember to breathe. And it's really interesting is that like, and I think about that a lot. It's like, you know how like we all have these memories and they seem so unimportant. Like they're like these little tiny blurbs in our minds of memory that there are moments that nobody would say this is a big important moment like it wouldn't be like in a movie you know what i mean like if it was a movie about your life nobody would care about that little like moment but like for some reason like we replay them in our heads over and over and over again throughout our whole lives and i think that that's like kind of what you're hitting on there is like there's like maybe there is like maybe it's not even maybe it's unacknowledged even maybe it's just something that is lingering in the subconscious but it's like you know, what influences us? Like what determines how we view a certain situation or circumstance or how we make decisions. And like, it's not always necessarily like the big obvious, like, bam, hit you right in the face with something. Sometimes it's a little bit more subtle. And I think that even though this philosophical stuff that we're speaking about isn't written all over your pieces, it's in there. And so who knows if that's like, you know, getting into people's yeah, <laughs> there, right? I, I, yeah, I don't know, and that's uh, but but I I know that's why I'm channeling into the work. So maybe in some indirect way, I, I, if nothing else, that's what's doing for me. So then when I talk <laughs> to people, I, like 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 now, I, I can I can say some of these things about where my head is when I'm going to do these things, and and I like to try to put some some uh, those hints into the titles. Sometimes the title's absurd. Either way, I, I like playing with the title in some way to kind of you know, be like, oh, that's interesting or different or, or absurd, whatever it may be. Nice. Well, then we have to encourage people to go and take a look at those titles. So let's take a step back then to where this first began. Let's get to the origins of this because I, I've been fascinated with this series for a long time. I just so happened to, to, to come to the opening reception for the very first show of these pieces at Henny Penny. And I, I own one of those pieces, actually. Really? So, yes, yes, I have one of those pieces in Roots my hand. Up, right? Isn't that the one you own? Uh, that, yeah, I think that is the one that I own. I think we commented that it was the name of the gallery. So, like, yeah. it was that big pie for you in the art world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I have uh, I have the, my, my piece of yours. And, I mean, oh, my God. First of all, man, I feel like with the prices that you've got now at Grand Bohemian, I, I which I bought mine for like under a hundred bucks, I'm like, <laughs> score here, you know, get on the get on the Jose train early here. Um, <laughs> but um, but also though, I mean, gosh, the pieces have come so far since then, and I wonder, you know, you you can't project into the future at that point. You're you know, you're just kind of starting to mess out mess with this stuff just back then. But what was that like, you know, early on when you first were like. I really want to do this floral stuff. And obviously, you know, you're just doing a little show at Henny Penny and you had personal connections to Henny Penny and, and why you would show there and, you know, working with kids and all this stuff that you were doing there. Mm -hmm. But like, how did the, the series sort of first start, which got you interested in saying, well, I'm going to 
I really want to do this, this kind of work right now. Well, it's funny enough and something that I always try to be mindful of and, you know, encourage young artists to be mindful of is to not, not like block out on this, to say this little box right here, this is my art. This is what I do to let other, you know, skills you might have or just the ways you view life to let those come in <clears throat> to your artwork. Um, so stepping back, when I was at SCAD, I was always working large, 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 like huge, like huge canvases, like nine by 12 canvases in the studio. And, you know, just large, weird, thinking a lot about installation. And then of course that led to the murals about how art, you know, interacts with the environment. And problem with that is like, most people don't want to buy like, you know, a 10 by 10, a big pound thing. So I had to kind of like <clears throat> reevaluate that. And well, I would say that work is good. I mean, I've been in your studio before and it was like lining up and there's just, I mean, first of all, it's a storage issue, but it's yes. really cool for somebody like me who doesn't have to live amongst it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff. I, yeah. I just, lo I, I love working in that large, because it's, it's more expressive. You know, you can, mm -hmm. there's more like a live action to it, but okay. <clears throat> so now getting to, this is three, four, maybe five years after I've been out of SCAD, mm -hmm. uh, my now wife's mother for Christmas was just like, oh, Jose, just draw me, draw me a picture of these flowers. And in my wife, Maggie's grandmother's garden, she always, she had always had these zinnias and cosmos flowers. Mm. Uh, so and th th so that was like uh, kind of a family element that you know they wanted to commemorate. So I, I was like, okay, well, how can I do this and not just, you know, draw a, a regular flower drawing? So I just kind of thought about some elements I had already been doing and playing with, working at Scribble, the children's art studio. You know, always trying to like weird stuff with the kids to make things interesting. So I used the masking tape to create the negatives of the stems and then just did watercolor abstract and went back in and drew into it, which is kind of something I hadn't been doing quite like that, but that general concept trying to right. do. And then posting that, you know, <clears throat> started to get feedback. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something more here I can continue to explore. But that, that new mixed media process <clears throat> was something I couldn't be doing on that large scale. I need to For figure sure. it out on a smaller scale. So every time I figured it out a little more, I would like, okay, then I would start to branch out in scale, which now while you're seeing the large mixed media pieces. Well, that's interesting. You know, from there too, so those were those, those were pretty small and and you know, very experimental. And then you took it to another level when you did, I believe it was your second exhibition of these works over at Sulfur Studios. Yes, that's that's right. And yeah, because it went from Sulfur and then your first show at at Grand Bohemian and then now this show. So when you did the first show at Sulphur Studios though, like by then you were all in. Like you were doing all this stuff. I loved how you pumped in the scent. Like you had the uh, scent yeah. in there. Oh my God, dude, that was so, that was so great. Yeah, that and then, like the installation stuff I love, yeah. Uh, this, that, was, that was really cool. And, the, um, and then you had sculptural elements also around the room that kind of created mm -hmm. a feel um, about that. But sort of talk a little bit about that mental transition just from i mean you said oh there maybe there's something a little bit there well, you're getting feedback from people that are saying well maybe there's something a little bit there and there's people are into it but then like 
there's a difference between oh, okay i'm gonna noodle around with this a little bit to all in gonna fill sulfur's big studio space gonna make sculptural elements gonna have sense like which and i actually think all that led to what you're doing at grand bohemian now because Carmen Aguirre, who's the gallery director at Grand Bohemian, went to that show and she was super impressed with that show. And I know that that was one of the reasons why she ended up reaching out to you. So like, what was it that kind of like said, man, this is, there's something like, I'm, I'm going all in on this. It it goes back to that uh, idea that I needed something to focus on. I Mm. needed uh, a theme. And then it didn't hurt to have a theme that resonated with people that I knew resonated with people. Because drawing weird monsters with abstract fingers poking out of their eyes and stuff <laughs> wasn't always the best thing. This guy's into it. I, you know, there were people that were into it. I just, you know, had found all those outlets. Yeah, but there. see, this guy doesn't have money, so you oh, know, it's fine. <laughs> I know you want, like, it's cool that I appreciate it, but at the same time, I mean, you gotta like eat. So, yeah. and there was a there was a big. So I mean, you're commenting on, on something that's definitely part of the factor is that you know i didn't i don't really have a, a safety net to fall back on mm-hmm. and as i started getting closer and closer to this thing of you know making a living as an artist i was like man i i'm go i, I can see it i'm close to it like i'm going to do this you know i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna kind of like even with the dj i was like man <sighs> i'm gonna go take a take a gig on congress street if i have to like just to keep in it like i'm like i don't i don't want to have to backstep because i know that that'll if if i do that if i get another job it's going to pull me out of this for sure so much and i'm i I feel like i'm close to it so i really saw those floor elements and the way that it resonated with people i was like this could be the the take it to, to to get me there but to keep me interested interested as an artist and not get burnt out I needed to bring back some of those weirder, more experimental elements that were in my earlier work. And I, I really like that balancing things, mm-hmm. you know, like you gave me the challenge of taking this pretty thing that, that could, I mean, let, let's face it. I could, it could be tchotchke art if I'm just drawing pretty flowers and, and maybe some people do see it as that, you know, I, I hope not, but, so I, how can I take these things that could be kind of seen as just tchotchke decorative and how can I add something or mess with it in a way that keeps it in, in a more of an artistic realm? And, and that's not for me to say, that's for the viewer to say, uh, just that's what I'm striving for though, is to kind of balance that, that pretty cute thing with the weirder, bolder, kind of dynamic and make those things balance each other, not let anyone take over too much. Well, and now that you're at Grand Bohemian and people, and, and you kind of have elevated into another sort of realm of collector and exhibition space, I would say, and sort of the people who are seeing the work are people who are not me, who have actual means to purchase artwork that isn't a hundred dollars in a henny penny. Um, <laughs> Now that you got, I can't afford my pieces either. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Um, But now that you've gotten to that place too, it's like you can bring people along on the journey with you as you continue to evolve. And I think that this new exhibition, which is you know your second big exhibition over at Grand Bohemian, 
you know, organic ephemera, you mentioned how you've been adding in some collage elements, but it's, it's not, when people think of collage, I think a lot of times they think of, you know, great local artists like Excel Kiefer, for example, who's like layering found imagery and putting this all together and stuff like that. But what you're actually doing, which I think is really interesting is creating elements and then collaging those created elements together Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we hit on it at the beginning of this conversation a bit with the description of this show itself, but sort of talk about that because that's a bold move. You know, I think kind of like, and, and getting it to all sort of work together, I don't want to say seamlessly because you kind of, when you're doing collage, you want to know that there's collage. Otherwise, what's the point of doing a collage if you don't know that it's a different element? But talk a little bit about that. People could say, oh, that doesn't look right. Or, you know what I mean? Like you're taking a chance. You're taking a chance yeah. at a time when when everything is is heading in the right direction, like you mentioned, like everything is headed in the direction that you want. You're taking a chance. But talk a little bit about sort of adding and, and making the decision of, of adding in that element and deciding that you wanted to add a little element of collage to what you're up to. Yeah, it's, it's something... I've always loved collage and, and Oxel is a, a dear friend. I've always really loved her work and I'm glad that I've had one of my favorite artists. She's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. yeah we, we she's so good. Piece of hers. Yeah. It's just something I, like, since I was very young, like when I was in high school, a teenager, very much into, you know, music, punk rock and skateboarding and stuff. And at that time, collage was very much the identity of that. Even like older punk rock, it was very, because it was, people with not a lot of means, photocopy, photocopiers were accessible and you would just photocopy and match all these things together. And so I, I would actually do a lot of collage back at that time. And, but there was always this thing about like, okay, but those are repurposed elements. And I knew, and I knew I liked drawing. So then that took over more, but the more I got into this work and once again, like how can I keep evolving and keep myself interested in it? I was like, I kept getting that little like being in the back of my brain. Mm. Like collage would be cool to bring into this, and and I think that was like at the last show, honestly. But I was like, I don't want to bring it in now because it would be an oddball element. I wanted to start a new body of work and then and then start to bring all that stuff in together. But I I'm happy with the way it's turning out, and it, it's definitely going to be part of the arsenal that I'll that I'll be I'll be grabbing, and, that, and that's what I like now. I just want to create a really big bucket of tools that I can pull from because each piece asks for something different. Right. So I'll kind of start and I'm like, where's this going? Is it going to be softer? Is it going to be harder contrast? Is it going to, you know, is it going to be like monochromatic? Is it going to be rainbow explosion? So I'll start to look at it and see what's it asking for. And I'm like, okay, this one wants me to just to grab a palette knife and scrape all over it and, and kind of, it was too clean, you know, I need to mess it up more or whatever. Or I need, it's too messy, I need to clean it up more. Right. To, to balance more. And so I'm just glad to have collage in that, that in the roster now. That's awesome. Well, the pieces look great, Jose. And I really hope that folks will support this show. You know, it's really a great thing that Grand Bohemian Gallery is showing local artists and Carmen Aguirre has brought in local artists to show in that space because it is, you know, a place that for the most part tourists are going to. So even if people, you know, didn't catch the opening reception, which as I mentioned at the beginning of this, 
it would have gone already happened by the now by the time that this audio will be airing even if people didn't catch the opening reception i hope that people will go and see the exhibition organic ephemera happening through saturday october 30th at grand bohemian gallery located in the mansion on forsyth park at 700 drayton street here in savannah now jose before i let you go if people want to learn more about you and your work see what you're up to follow you do all of that stuff what's the best way for people to kind of catch on to what you're doing outside of going and seeing the show i mean i hate to say it press probably instagram that's good uh, yeah this is what i do as, as, as a visual artist and that's a uh, Jose Ray Say, like all one thing together, J-O-S-E-R-A-Y-S-A-Y. Well, thank you, Jose. I really appreciate your time today. Yes, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Rob. Hope to catch up soon in person. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air.